a warm welcome to the Renewal Conversations from Team for the Soul. I'm Dr. Ioana Popa, and I bring science, psychology, spiritual care, and ancient Christian faith in conversations so that you can regenerate and feel refueled and we can continue to give to others for the betterment of humanity. And if you're Christian, welcome. I'm a Christian myself, and I love to always switch between languages because I feel like this is so important in order to have authentic communications in our day-to-day existence. And we can touch on others with compassion, with love, and with care. So for today in our renewal conversations, I'm going to bring back Cynthia Damascus. She was our first person that I've interviewed in the renewal conversation. She's a Christian life coach and she's certified. I'm going to name her certification, which are so cool. She's certified in functional blood chemistry analysis and is completing her certification in amino acid therapy. So in other words, whatever we're eating through proteins, through amino acids, and this to help with anxiety, depression, attention deficit disorder, alcoholism, and drug addiction. This is her specialty. And she is internationally known. She has clients from all over the world. And the people who benefit the most from her coaching and also her programs, which we'll talk today about, I'll ask her, I'll make sure I'll ask her, is she helps people that want to change their weight and lifestyle, and especially people who want to have chronic illnesses. And all of this, she brings to her lens of Christianity, their Orthodox Christian faith. And you might ask, what is she doing? Well, she's a private practice. She's also having courses. And one of them is actually going to open up on May 27 of this year. We'll put the links so you can sign up and get on the wait list. She's the author of the Holistic Christian Women and also the host of the Holistic Christian Life podcast. And she also partners with ancient faith radio in her filled with less show and as well she has a ministry filled with less which brings online courses and a membership and you can find out more on her website filledwithless.com so it is a joy and an honor i know cynthia for many many years and she's going to bring i'm pretty sure beautiful nuggets of wisdom so without any further ado let's bring cynthia on a warm welcome, Cynthia. I'm so glad you're here back in our renewal conversations. I know you were you were our first guest for renewal conversations. So thank you so much yes. for taking the time and coming back. And so exciting to have this conversation, you know, fast forward, right? And seeing what, what's it like to have the renewal blueprint, how it's it like to what are some of your nuggets of wisdom in terms of regeneration, body, mind, heart, and soul, especially as a professional life coach and integrating all this. So I'm so curious. And also from your faith perspective as a Christian Orthodox. So I'm so excited that you're here. Welcome. Well, thank you. Thank you. It's good to be back. And I had forgotten at first that I was your first person. And I can't believe it's been a year and a half. That's wonderful that we're still doing this. Yes, 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 absolutely. And maybe as a starter, Maybe you can bring some, yeah, what have, what has been like in the last year and a half? What have you learned? What's working? What's not? Yeah. So the last year and a half has been sort of a a rocky road for me. And, you know, and that's not even including COVID and and all of that, that we've all experienced. There have been some things that have happened within my family and within my health and all kinds of things. But what I've learned is that the renewal blueprint is something that I kind of consider like a scaffolding of my day. 
So I have my morning routine, my evening routine, and things that I do in between for renewal that when it seems like the bottom's fallen out or like you were just given a curveball, <laughs> I can cling to these things. And it may not look the same as when everything is just wonderful and flowing along and I've got all the time in the world and I'm mentally and emotionally available and everything's perfect. It may look different. And you know what? That's okay. Mm -hmm. You don't want to beat yourself up. And I used to do that. I used to beat myself up and kind of hold, I think as a health and life coach, I hold myself to a certain standard that I try to help my clients get to, even though I tell them, you know, we're not after perfection. It's a journey. But for me, I always feel like I have to be an example. Mm -hmm. uh, even if they don't really know what's going on here in my own home, I feel like I, I don't want to be an imposter. I need to walk my talk, right? So I learned that in the last year and a half, I've learned to really go with the flow, give myself grace and cling to that scaffolding or that renewal blueprint. Oh, that's so wonderful. So one thing that I'm hearing shifting in terms of thinking about the renewal, right in the scaffolding, in this blueprint, that the structure, so to speak, a flexible structure, any other nuggets in terms of like what maybe you might be doing to renew and regenerate, you know, body, mind, heart, and soul. Some examples. The reason I'm asking is, is one as professional is one thing for the people we're serving to hear us talk about what what needs to happen versus what also what we're learning in the process because it, it brings so much it's much, so much more impactful I found to learning from personal experience as well of course whatever it feels comfortable for you to share but in a certain way also we can hear different examples right like especially for you as an expert and a professional right there are things that you you have the knowledge and you also apply it in a certain way and I've learned that regeneration is not a one-size-fits-all what works for me doesn't work for someone else and vice versa so the more we hear different possibilities of regenerating and how this daily renewal blueprint might look like the more inspiration we can get. And you're such an inspiration, Cynthia. So what is really landing with you as you solidify your years of experience and wisdom and applying this? Well, I think that what's really landing with me is that it's that all or nothing attitude of perfectionism that so many of us get tripped up by. And just the little steps, let, let's say sleeping, if you want to go to bed earlier at night, Let's say you want to go to bed an hour earlier than you normally do because somehow you you might be up till 1 a.m. or whatever. And you're saying, no, I want to, I really, well, it could be more than an hour. So I want to go to bed at 10 p.m. So that's, that's a huge difference. Take things a little step at a time. Mm -hmm. Go to bed 15 minutes earlier, 20 minutes earlier, 30 minutes earlier. Just start ratcheting it down because if you just say, well, I want to go to bed two hours earlier from now on. You're setting yourself up for failure. So all of these little steps, you know, having a renewal practice where you really want to do something for 30 minutes, but you keep failing at it. Well, five minutes is okay. Maybe you'll get to 10 someday. Maybe you won't. It doesn't matter. This is, it's all a journey. And I guess that's the nugget that I really want to hone in on, especially with my clients and with your listeners, mm -hmm. is that we're not in a race. It's not a yes. race with perfection, 
Right. And we're not comparing ourselves to others. Mm -hmm. And we have to treat ourselves like we would one of our children or our best friend or our elderly mother. Yes. And yes. be kind and give grace. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I love the example that with the sleep, right? Because that is so important. The sleep at night, also waking up, right? If all of a sudden I've been waking up at eight in the morning and I want to wake up at five or six, right? right? Just doing that, like cold shower. Remember those times in school, right? When we're just after vacation and then first first day in school, we need to wake up really early. I don't know if that happened to you, but it happened to yes. me. After sleeping in late and all of a sudden, oh my goodness, cold shower, 6 a.m. We have to wake up, yeah. Exactly. And even for kids and adults, the, the weekend, you know, if you're sleeping in on the weekends and going to bed late on the weekends, that circadian rhythm that mm. you've been able to achieve during the week is getting all messed up and you're starting fresh on Monday. So, mm -hmm. yeah. I really love that. And as a health coach, any way that you could give some nuggets in terms of eating habits or what are the things that you examples right where this could be applicable so it will ring true uh, yes in fact i have a client right now that is a perfect example of this so she has some some major gut issues some gut dysbiosis she's being diagnosed with that disease and just to pause the dysbiosis is the biotic system right the the exactly. bacteria in the gut that are dysregulated okay yes the regulation of good bacteria to bad bacteria the, the mm -hmm. bad guys are winning <laughs> <laughs> that. We, we don't want them to win <laughs> we want the good guys to win yes yes a lot of times when i start working with a client i have them do what is called a food mood poop journal so i can see what they're eating i love that okay food I, mood poop. poop yes they love they love it yeah, they love, yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's like oh we're going to yeah. talk about our bowel movements but i tell them i'm your health coach we can talk about anything yes 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 so I want to see, yes. yeah. <laughs> so I want to see how they're eating. Okay. I want to see how they're feeling physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, and I want to know what their bowel movements look like because I I relate it to what they're eating and to their psychological state. Also, well, a lot of times I work with people who are health and wellness oriented, and I see what they're eating, and it's pretty darn good. I mean, I can see the tweaks to make to help them reach their goals, but it's pretty darn good. Well, this client who really has the major gut dysbiosis, there's a long way to go here. Like the road is wide open to where I plan on taking her, mm -hmm. but I didn't want to overwhelm her. Mm -hmm. So the first thing I did was I said, you know what? I would never tell you not to eat sugar. We know sugar causes inflammation. We know that inflammation's at the root of disease. So we know that sugar isn't the best thing for us, but it's also one of like pleasures that God has given us, right? To have a, a piece of cake on our birthday or whatever it is, right? Or right after <laughs> Pascha, right? When we celebrate. <laughs> exactly. I made a chocolate cake and I can't wait for it to be gone because, yeah, because <laughs> yes. I know it's down there in the That's kitchen. Right. That's right. And for the <laughs> listeners out there, if you're a Christian, you're like, what is Pascha? The Easter, the oh, oh, yes. other way of saying Easter, yes. Yes, yes, the resurrection. So I just said, you know what? Let's make sure that when you do eat sugar, mm -hmm. you eat it for a treat and you eat it for a reason, but mm -hmm. you're not getting it 
in your spaghetti sauce or your can of peas or your bread or your toothpaste or your drink or any of these other places. So I asked her to start reading labels and rid of things that have added sugar or not eat them and not buy anything that has sugar on the label that isn't supposed to be a dessert. So this is step one. I love that. That's if you're listening, might want to put on replay and listen to this again, right? (laughs) So you, what's the purpose of it? If it's a treat, stay as a treat and eliminate it from other sources. Yeah, yeah, that's so good. And so she came back to me to our next session. And I said, how'd you do? She says, well, I did really well. But she said, I can't believe everything that has sugar in it. She was shocked. And I said, you know, you probably thought that you weren't getting much sugar, right? She says, no, I really thought I was good with sugar. Yes. She says, and I'm not. I get it every day, all day long. Wow. Just simple thing, right? Let's read the label. Let's look into it. And then there are alternatives, right? From bread or pasta or whatever, right? Oh. That doesn't have any oh, extra sugar. Yeah, yeah. Oh, absolutely. There are always alternatives. Yeah. Well, if you're listening to this, this is so easy. You can it start is. doing this today. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And now the, they try to make it hard okay. for you, but anything, you know, obviously sugar, high fructose corn syrup, which is even worse than, than sugar. Uh, sometimes it's obvious, but sometimes it's dextrose or maltose. So anything that ends with an O-S-E is mm. a sugar. That's a really cool way to synthesize this and remember. So ending late. Read your labels ending with O-S-E has some sort of a sh- added sugar. Exactly. And it's not necessarily the carbohydrates because those could be natural, right? So when you look at the carbohydrates, it might be that there is sugar, but there is you're talking about added sugar. Is that correct on the label? Added. Exactly. Exactly. So we're not talking about macros, which would be protein, fat, fiber, carbohydrates. We're talking about ingredients. That's right. That's right. right. Because there will be, but some food might have sugar already natural out of the carbohydrates, but it's not the way they calculate it. But just look for added. added Exactly. So, well, okay. You are hitting on on a beautiful point here. I'm not reading that nutrition label that gives me numbers, sugar grams, added sugar grams or whatever. All those numbers on the nutrition label can lie. There are loopholes like crazy. I'm so glad you're naming this. (laughs) So, I mean, fat grams, forget about it. Because the fat could be coming from canola oil, which is inflammatory and you never want to consume. Or it could be coming from an avocado, which, yes, give me more. That feeds my brain. That feeds my hormones. It's beautiful. right? So the main thing you want to read is the ingredient list. That is really the only thing on food labels that doesn't really lie. They try to mislead you, but it doesn't really lie. Yeah. So that is to look at the content and as much more, if I'm understanding you correctly, look for natural, right? Yes. If you see avocado and uh, olive oil and other things in it, that's a good thing. But when you see added names that they don't sound like fruits and vegetables and (laughs) Right. That's where it may, especially the ending in OSC. Yeah. Watch for that. Exactly. Or their preservatives or their excitotoxins Mm -hmm. or free glutamates or whatever. So yeah, just look for what God created. Make sure that's on the ingredient label, Mm -hmm. nothing else, not a bunch of gums and 
obviously no flavors, anything that says flavor is a red flag, but, you know, but that goes down the line. So, you know, that that's step by step by step. And that's how I'm going to lead her. But right now it was just added sugar on that ingredient label. That's it. And it's cool because it's such a, so it's a easy win, right? And it gives yeah. you confidence. Exactly. Exactly. That is so cool. Any other examples of how this might apply on renewal from body level that could impact emotions and thoughts? And maybe afterwards you can name a little bit this link that you've seen between food and emotion and thoughts. But before we do that, anything else around the body that you might give us an example that could help? Well, you know, of course, I'm, now I'm thinking water. Yeah. How most people aren't drinking enough water. You should be aiming for half your body weight in ounces. Some people might get one glass of water all day long where our brains are primarily needing water. Every cell in our body lives off of water. You know, when we're dehydrated, our body can't function the way God created it to function. So making sure we're well hydrated, it, it'll also take tiny steps. It's replacing, right? So what else are you drinking during the day? Just replace it with a glass of water. Or if you're going to have a cup of coffee or you want to have, gosh, I'm not even going to say, you know, soda pop or something because I don't want people to have that at all. That's really terrible. Don't but, soda pops. <laughs> yeah. But if you drink a lot of them, take baby steps. So <laughs> exactly. Have a glass of water no first. Shame. No shame around it. You know, we all have yeah, no, no shame. Yeah, you should have seen me eating about 20 years ago. Oh my goodness. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But you've, yeah, you've evolved from that little by little, I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah. So you're saying the water, so just divide in half the pounds, number in pounds by half. And then those are the ounces of water. Is that what you're saying? Yep, exactly. Half your body weight in ounces. So if you are 120 pounds, that's 60 ounces a day. And that's, I'm from Europe. I'm used with centimeters and liters. How much is that? Or how many glasses of water in a, in, how many ounces in a glass? I wish I could tell you. So, well, I mean, first, yeah, I wish I could tell you about the liters because I'm so bad at, at knowing liters. Well, I, I'm bad with the ounces, so. <laughs> well, and glasses come in all different sizes, right? Eight ounce glasses, 12 ounce glasses. Got it that way. Okay. <laughs> so um, I liked my favorite hack is that I, I need to drink about 64 ounces a day. I have a big container that's stainless steel, so it's not leaching chemicals into my water that plastic would. It's stainless steel, it's 64 ounces, and I fill it up every morning, and I know that I just have to have it finished okay. by the time I go to bed. And That's great. That's great. And one of the my learning curves, you know, sharing from my experience is that I've learned surprisingly much later in my life, it's probably three, four years ago about the water. I mean, obviously I knew you have to drink water, but what I didn't know is that what I received as a message that I'm tired and I need coffee. This is goes back to what you're saying about the brain. It was actually a message that I need water. Like yes. never dawn on me that, oh, it's just, I'm, I'm tired. I need coffee versus now I know. So I'm getting my bottle of water and make sure I drink water because when I get that feeling, I need that extra coffee. It's actually water. Yeah. And you know what? It's the same thing with food. You have an afternoon craving. I'm hungry. I need food. 
a lot of times it's dehydration. So if you have a glass of water first, maybe you're not going to go eat those cookies. I love that. Yeah. If you're watching this, go and replay. If you <laughs> you miss that, if you're multitasking, this is great. Okay. Wow. So what has been your experience to, to piggyback on what you're saying with the chart, right? You're kind of keeping track and you, everyone can do this, right? You can keep track a little bit of what you're eating. You can keep track of your mood for the day and also the bowel movements and whatever and see there are some regularities there. But what has been your observation practically, right? Between the, the way people are eating and their moods, but also how long does it take? Let's say someone does change the habits, you know, how long does it take to see an impact? Oh, well, this is pretty exciting. So you're touching on one of my brand new certifications. I'm actually in the level two um, certification for amino acid therapy, which is what kind of therapy? amino acid. Amino acid, yes. So working with alcoholics, drug addicts, and people with mood issues, depression, anxiety, ADD, you know, the whole gamut. It's incredible to see how amino acids can affect you or lack of. And amino acids are the building blocks of protein and they're found in our food. So what we found, let me use alcoholics as an example. What they found is that alcoholics are usually on a blood sugar roller coaster. A lot of them are not eating the way they should in a regular way. They're not getting enough protein. And so they're turning to alcohol because of the ramifications on their neurotransmitters in their brain. Mm -hmm. So if you can get people so now this is everybody, alcoholics, drug addicts, and people who are just like up and down, depression, anxiety, even on medications. If you can get them to start eating protein and healthy fats every four hours, their moods will stabilize and they can stay off of substances. Oh, it really impacts. That's really great news. So what are some of the examples of amino acids, like found in what kind of food? Let's uh, go down to some examples for, for the listeners. And I'm curious too, to find out like, what is that? What are some of the examples of great nutrients, right? And food they will have? Is it just meat or? Veg? No, it isn't just meat. And this is such a touchy area because there are so many camps of you need animal protein, right? Because of those healthy amino acids to, you know, keep you stable. And then the other camp that's like, no, you don't need animal protein. You can be just plant-based. And, and I think you, are you still a vegan? I am a vegetarian. Yes. A vegetarian. A vegan. Okay. Vegan vegetarian. I, I take it one day at a time, but yes. Okay. So I, have that have I have some that scaffolding, you know, I don't <laughs> hold it too lightly. If I'm going to have some dairy or some fish or whatever here and there, I'm fine, but mostly uh, vegan. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So see, and I make sure that I'm getting animal protein every day and preferably at each meal where I'm plant. The new terminology is so funny in nutrition, you know, all these terminologies like, so plant forward is mm -hmm. a new terminology. So plant forward instead of plant-based, plant-based is what you do. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Plant forward is what I do where three quarters of my plate is plant food mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and a quarter of it is an animal protein. Mm -hmm. The nice thing about animal protein is you can get things like L-tyrosine and other amino acids in something the size of your palm that you may need four cups of broccoli. Right. Mm -hmm. So I personally like the condensed version and I make sure that when I am eating something like a steak, let's say, 
it's grass-fed, it was raised the way God intended, it's organic, no hormones, no antibiotics. Because it's eating grass and not grain for its food, it's turning into omega-3 fatty acids in its fat, which means it's anti-inflammatory in my body as opposed to conventionally raised beef. So I'm real careful about the yes, animal protein. Yes. And if you're listening, I if I'm hearing you correctly, animals that are grass-fed will produce some sort of fats that are healthy. There's good fat and not so good fat, right? Is that what you're saying? There's inflammatory and anti-inflammatory, right? So if they're eating grass, that turns into a healthy omega-3, and we all store toxins in our fat too. So if we have animals that aren't being given hormones and antibiotics, we're not getting that in their fat either. So mm -hmm. uh, most of the studies that have been done on eating animal products and have been and found it to be detrimental have been based on conventionally raised animals, wow. not the way God intended. How about veggies besides mushrooms and broccoli? Are there other, I mean, I know quinoa is High. Oh, yes. Quinoa is high in protein compared to other grains. And I can't remember the exact aminos that are in quinoa off the top of my head. But yeah, you can definitely get what you need from vegetable sources. You just have to be intentional about it, right? So this turns into uh, your neurotransmitters, serotonin, which turns into uh, melatonin at night. So it keeps you stable throughout the day and helps you sleep at night. So I'm really excited about what I'm learning in the amino acid area. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And that's one certification. And I think you mentioned you had, since a year and a half ago, you had a second one. Yes. Functional blood chemistry analysis. Oh, yes. That's the one that you were just starting, right? A year and a half ago. Yeah. I'm not sure. Maybe it was. Well, you Maybe were. I yeah. I think I remember that. You've talked mm -hmm. about it. Starting it, yeah. Oh, I, I didn't. I never realized I was such a geek about looking at numbers and <laughs> you know, figuring out what they. But I, I just had a blast uh, getting certified in that. And uh, I, I've had clients since then tell me, Cynthia, I just learned more from you about my blood test and about my health and my body than I've learned from doctors in the last thirty years. Mm. So that really makes me feel good. Like, good, I'm helping people. This is yes. Thanks be to God. Yes. And I love it. You're, I remember your expression. It, it stuck with me. You're in their health team. Yes, exactly. Yeah. That's amazing. So what's happening for you now? If we can switch to that. Is there any particular projects that you have or pretty sure you have your course coming up in May? I do. I do. So, so it's going to be a launch, right? You do it a couple of times a year and yeah, yes. you want to share more about that. Yes. And this may be the only time this year. I haven't decided if we're going to do it again, kind of taking that as it comes, but it only opens once or twice a year. It's called Six Weeks to Sanity. And uh, it opens on May 22nd. And it's in conjunction with my ministry partner, Molly Sabrin. She's the one that I'm a co-host with on Ancient Faith Radio on the Field with Less show. And also Presbyterra Stacey Dorrance, which most people know from the singing group Icona but mm -hmm. she's also a professional organizer. Okay. So this course really takes a nice, well-rounded view of someone's life. If someone wants to make some changes mm -hmm. in their life, it's not like all about health, but we have a module on health where I take people through an analysis of where they're at and where they want to go and how they can get there. It's also not all about decluttering and organizing your home, but there's a module 
that covers that. And we even have a nice little action item every week to declutter or organize a certain area of your home. It starts with a module on mindset because mindset, as you know, is so important to accomplish anything in your life, any goal you have. You have to be of an abundance mindset that you can make changes and you you can take small steps that make a big impact in your life. Mm -hmm. And this is all done through the lens of our faith, of our Christian faith and glorifying God, which makes us a really unique course compared to other courses I've seen out there that may focus in one area, but not right. spiritual at all. So there's this kind of holistic looking at your life, rethink it through, simplified. I mean, filled with less. I love that. Even your 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 name, right? We're filled in at the same time as less. So I love the, the contrast there, but it has to do with that abundance inside. And this is six weeks to sanity. What else is in there? So there's a there's mindset, right? Maybe you want to walk me a little bit through the choir? Sure. And we'll put a link there. You have a wait list. We do. We have a wait list. So yeah. people can go to our website, filledwithless.com and get on the wait list. But uh, the first module, like I said, is mindset and Molly Sabrin leads that and Presbyterian Stacy and I chime in. So each one of us kind of leads a module and the other two chime in. The second one is on goal setting and time management. And that's my module because I figure once you're of a good mindset, you could start thinking about your life and creating goals. And then the rest of the time we're spending on helping you figure out how you're going to reach them. So mm -hmm. it's nice. And you're also wondering, how am I going to find time to do these things, to declutter my house or, or whatever you want to do? I help you find that time. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then the third module is the decluttering and organizing module. The fourth one. I'm for spring cleaning. Yes, exactly. It's a perfect time for this yeah. course to open. I think everyone's thinking about stuff like that. The next one is on health and wellness. And again, that's mine. And then the fifth one is on boundaries and relationships. Mm, I love that. I like that we put that on the fifth week because you can have the mindset, find mm. the time, set the goal, figure out what you're going to do to reach that goal. And then things can start happening things that want to thwart you. And if you don't understand where your boundaries are at and how to create those healthy boundaries, uh, you can set off course really easy. Mm -hmm. so boundaries and relationships are really good. Have you ever heard uh, Paul and Cindy Caros talk about boundaries and your life as a garden? No, no. It's beautiful. If you ever I can imagine unless we prune and set some uh, fence and whatever, right? Yeah. Yes. Exactly. It's really a beautiful thing. And uh, we're going to have them on the Filled with Less show in May. So hopefully people, yeah, it, actually in April and May, we're going to do a two-parter. So right. that's going to be excellent. And then after that, we have Fostering Your Faith. And Presbyterian Stacey Dorrance is a per perfect person to head that up. Mm -hmm. And uh, just pulling it all together and just doing everything, every part of our life to glorify God. So those are the modules. And there's a little bit of homework, like if you want to do this worksheet, or you want to listen to this podcast or whatever you can, but no pressure at all. I think we all have too much pressure and too much coming in on us. So this is something where you're, you don't have to 
keep up, I'm putting in air quotes, you don't have to keep up. In fact, you can embrace one module and totally forget the other one if that's just not where you're at right now because we have lifetime access. You might be wanting to focus on a different module in a year. That's fine. We'll still be here. Right. And I love that, that it's encompassing different areas and you can just focus on what's relevant. Yeah. How long does it take for a module in an ideal situation? Let's say someone wants to listen and and be part of it and do the homework. What's your sense on average? What should people expect? I would say less than an hour a week, maybe maybe 40 minutes, maybe half an hour. Really. And I think they should do it, do it, do it, just yeah. <laughs> do it and sign up and do all of them. It's exciting. I'm you, just- know, you know, I love that there are also, it's primarily women. I've had a couple men join, but mostly women and they're from all over the world. We've met people from Australia and Greece and England and Germany and all over the place. So Denmark, I think. So it's been a community of like-minded women who support and encourage each other and an opportunity for new friendships. And you know how important community and friendships are to our health and well-being. This is just a perfect venue for that. So is there a place for people who are taking the course to connect with one another? Is that what you're saying? There is. So we have our Facebook page, but it's interesting. The majority of our people are not on Facebook or social media. So we do have a private chat room where people can chat. And then uh, we get together during the course three times on Zoom where people meet each other. And then uh, we have a membership if people want to join afterwards and keep their ball rolling. Mm -hmm. Um, we have an opportunity to do that also and we meet once a month that's great yeah that's amazing it's fun it's fun yeah it's fun yeah we've been doing it for a couple years now and the community just keeps growing and growing and and uh, at some point molly and i hope to even take this to a regional level where there are filled with less kind of um Gosh, the only word coming to mind right now was club, but sort of filled with less clubs or opportunities to get together with people in your area that have taken the course and continue to grow together in person. Oh, that's a great idea. I love it. Anything else that it's going on that you might want to share? Well, I'm not sure. I'll put the links down so you, as a listener, you can uh, get on the wait list. Yeah. Yeah. Get on the wait list. And then also we have our book club. The Filled with Less Book Club, we have a different book every month, and you don't have to be a part of the membership or the course or anything to participate in that. And uh, uh, people love that book club, and it's held via Zoom once a month. And it doesn't matter if you read the book or not, the conversation is always good. Yes, yes, amazing. Wow, so many beautiful things. I so appreciate your ministry. Thank you. Thank you. It's a labor of love, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. That's wonderful. Any other, before we wrap up, any other nuggets of wisdom about renewal, about lifestyle, about continue to growing in Christ, right? And just being who God really intended us yeah. to. I think as far as continuing to grow in Christ and to be who God intended, I just want to get back to something that I touched on earlier. And that is with our tendency to compare ourselves to others and to just embrace that we're on our own journey. And sometimes that journey takes us off course and we feel like uh, the bottom has dropped out from under us and maybe we're floundering and we can start getting really down on ourselves, but just always 
understand that there's something to learn there, that there's a reason that God allows us to experience hardships and struggles and for things to turn out the way we didn't expect them to turn out. Mm -hmm. And just to always keep that connection with him. And I particularly like that in the mornings. It just sets the tone for the whole day of just giving it to him every morning. Lord, this day is yours. Everything that happens. I love the prayer of St. Philaret um, every single morning. And if you asked me to say the prayer right now, my brain would freeze. <laughs> Lord, grant that I may greet the coming day in peace. You know that one? Yes, yeah. Help me in all things to rely upon your holy will and every hour of the day reveal your will to me. Bless my dealings with all who surround me. Teach me to treat all that comes to me with peace of soul and firm conviction that your will governs all. In all my deeds and words, guide my thoughts and feelings. In unforeseen events, let me not forget that all are sent by you. Teach me to act firmly and wisely without embarrassing and embittering others and help me to bear the fatigue of this coming day and all that it shall bring. Oh, I think that was it. Yeah. It did not freeze. It just flows so beautifully. And I hope as you're listening that you get inspired. What a beautiful day. So maybe we'll put the link to this prayer. So if yes. you have that, that'll be great. That's yes. beautiful. It's powerful. Yeah. And there's the sense of, from what I'm hearing, the sense of trusting God, even in adversities. And I love Orthodox theology because there's always this assumption that God is always there for good. He's nourishing us. It's not like he's a sadistic God, like, let me do this. Or like our, how you imagine sometimes parenting, I'm going to punish you so you can get your lesson. Like, it's not about that. It's really life happens because we live in a fallen world. But God is always there, always there to support us and to flourish. I mean, what better example than Christ, right? When he went to the cross for that, like he didn't, he could have admonished and let Peter cut the year, right? Mm -hmm. Like mm -hmm. it's always for growth, always for the well-being of the other and ourselves. So that sometimes we talk about mindset, sometimes that get caught up in many people that I work with. I know I've experienced that kind of a little, some sense of confusion at some point, but it's such a great reminder that God is really there for us. And that prayer just encapsulates so much of that goodness. Well, thank you. Yeah, it does. It does. You're welcome. And one other thing real quick. I think a lot of people think too, that God is testing us. Yes. Yeah. Like, awesome. like it's this test and we're going to pass or we're going to fail. Oh, I failed. I'm bad. Right. I don't think God tests us. He, he gives us opportunities to learn and grow whether we fly through it okay or we struggle, but he's not grading us. Yes, yes. Yes. Yeah. I totally agree with that. And the sense of we are also making choices all the time. Sometimes we don't feel we're making choices, but I heard this saying, which I thought was so beautiful that, we always have choices within the circumstances that are in front of us in that present moment. Yes. So it's sometimes it feels like we're stuck or we're helpless or a victim or, I mean, and many times those thoughts can run into subconscious. We're not aware mm -hmm. of it, right? There's a sense of we always do have choices. And that is for me, the beauty of the Orthodox spirituality, the sense of co-creation. Yes. 
that we're not just passive agent and God is, as you said so beautifully, God is not testing us. God is not there to undermine us in any way. He's there so we can become more and more free in God. So yeah, thank you for that reminder that God is not testing. I actually, full confession time, um, as I'm going through and journaling every day in terms of what my thoughts are and emotions, I always ask also, what are my beliefs? What's my belief underneath? Because the beliefs usually are under our radar on a subconscious mm-hmm. level. So mm-hmm. I might think in a certain way, and I don't think like, oh, God is testing me. Like I, that is not a conscious thought. But if I pause and I pause that, it was a, not too long ago. And I'm like, that's exactly what came to mind. God somehow is testing me. Somehow I had to come up to a certain level. And mm-hmm. if you'd asked me consciously, I would have said, no, I don't think that. But when I pause, a part of me, a very young part of me was actually believing that. So it's a Great reminder. Thank you. When you were saying my younger parts are like, yes, let's listen to Cynthia. What's gonna do? <laughs> I'm glad I brought it up then. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Anything else? Or not that you have to say yes. I'm just want to make sure we're completing our, our renewal conversation. It feels full. It feels complete for you. It, yeah. I, I think it feels full and complete to me. It's so nice to be on the receiving end of being interviewed. I'm so used to being on your end where I'm trying to think ahead. And (laughs) it's just been so lovely to be with you today. I've really enjoyed it. Yes, me too. Thank you so much. And for all the richness and for everything you're doing. And we'll put the links and uh, to have it available as a listener. So thank you so much. And I hope that you'll come back again. Oh, of course I will. Just say the word. Yes. Okay. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you so much, Cynthia. Thank you. Thank you so much, Cynthia, for being present today. And thank you for you, the listener or watcher of this episode. And the fact that you are at this point in the episode and you're listening to this means that you're really, really interested in your growth, in your further development and renewal and regeneration on a body, mind, heart, and soul level. So I want to congratulate you for that because it does take time it does take some persistence and intentionality to really think through your own health and progression in life towards your higher purpose in order to serve others with joy and energy so thank you for all you do and until next time i say goodbye for now